Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. So I want to talk about how do we prepare and what God wants us to do, but I'm going to use it in the context of Jesus' teaching. And I'm going to start in the book of Matthew chapter 6, talking about living the abundant life and look at how Jesus taught that lesson through the book of Matthew in chapter 6 when he was talking to his disciples about being the good shepherd, he made this statement in regard to those he was watching over. He says in John 10.10, he says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He said, there is a thief who has come and he has a strategy and a purpose in mind. He comes to kill, he comes to steal, and he comes to destroy. I like what Pastor Jackie has been doing. She's been talking about deception and how people are deceived to the point where they think what is wrong is right and what is right is wrong. And the people of the church can be easily deceived as well. And Jesus said, but the thief has come, but so have I. And how many of you have the Lord Jesus in your life? He says, I've come to to give you life. And not just life so you can just barely make it, but I want to give you an abundant life. I want to give you an abundant life. And that abundant life has to do with our well-being. It begins with our salvation by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's where that begins. And besides our spiritual health and well-being, it also includes our physical health. He wants you to be healthy. You can't do a whole lot of work of the Lord if you're incapacitated. But a lot of times I believe we're incapacitated because we're not doing the work of the Lord. But when you're out there working and God says, I got somebody working like that, I got to keep them up and running. (laughs) But it also includes our financial health. Because when you're broke, you don't have any joy. At least I didn't have any. Some people can deal with it. I can't deal with being broke. 
See, if we're broke, it affects our joy, it affects our emotional well-being, our physical well-being, and all other areas of our lives. So in Matthew chapter 6, in one of the earliest recorded sermons of Jesus Christ, it's called the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was careful to address three areas of concern in the life of those who would follow him. The entire sixth chapter of Matthew is instructions and commands that if we would obey them and apply them to our lives, we would experience the abundant life that Jesus Christ talked about. In chapter 6, Jesus talked about giving. He talked about prayer. He talked about fasting. He talked about investing. He talked about worry and anxiety. He talked about priorities and how to position yourself to receive all the things that he has in store for you. He talked about that in the book of Matthew chapter 6. So let's begin by looking at the first few verses and then later on I'm going to go to some of the other verses. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 1. He said, be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the street. To be honored by men, I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be done in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Jesus started off that passage, talked about giving and not only giving, but our attitude and motive for doing so. Jesus is interested in your giving. Now you can relax because we're not going to put some kind of strong arm on you to make you give money to the church. So you can relax, especially those who've not been here a long time. I'm well aware of the experiences that many of us have had in churches when it comes to giving. When the Light of the World was formed in 1994, we established some values and commitments to our members and even to our guests around giving. Number one, we said that we will never beg you for an offering. We'll never beg you for money. Secondly, we said we will not sell food and products to raise money. We will not employ plans or programs not mentioned in the Bible to raise money. In other words, there are people that come to me often and say, here's a good uh, program. If your members would do that, the church would make some money. And we said, no, we decided years ago that we, won we wouldn't do any program. So I'm sure you have a good one, but we decided we wouldn't do that. We're not going to tell you, if you participate, all of y'all get together, we can sell this and we can get all kind of money. And that's not God's way of doing things. We said we would not prearrange for any visiting ministers to, or speakers to take up their own offerings. 
and have them to start a prayer line and, and prophesy or prophesy to you one way or the other about your giving. We're not going to do that here at the Light of the World. We also said that we will give at least 10% of our general revenue to missions, ministries, and nonprofit organizations outside of our church. In other words, our church will tithe and trust God to meet our needs. That's what we said we would do. We said that we would be good managers, good stewards of all the revenue that comes in. We're going to treat it as a manager from God that we need to take good care of everything that will come in. And then we said we will teach our congregation biblical principles on how to give to God. We decided that when we first began the church and we are still doing it now. So I want you to be informed about those things. And you saw in our offering uh, video one of the ministries that we have been supporting for many, many years that does quite a, a bit of work and giving to the community. And so when you give to this church, you're not only giving to this church, you're giving through this church to be sure to reach people all over the world. So I want you to be informed then about some biblical principles when it comes to giving. Now Jesus talked about it. He says when you give, you don't want to trumpet it and make announcements so that everybody can see what you're doing. Somebody said, you just showed something to see what you're doing. Well, we're not showing it to other folks so they can see it. I'm showing it to you so you know what we're doing. That's not me. That's us. That's what we have done. That's what we have given. One of the things that Jesus said in there, he says, when God sees what you have given, he will reward you. That's his words. That's Jesus saying God rewards you. He sees and he rewards. Listen, when I got a good understanding of how God functions, it didn't take me long to figure out I'm going to get on board with however God does things. So I'm going to give you seven things about giving that's going to be a blessing to you, especially for those of you who may not have had this teaching before because once you grab a hold to how God's system of economy works and how God does things, you will continually be blessed. Okay, that ought to be a great amen. Amen. Because uh, if you don't want to be blessed, uh, send it on over this way. I want to walk in the blessings. And I walk in the blessings. And I've been walking in the blessings. I'm not, yeah, I am bragging. I'm bragging on what God does. So number one, when you give, Jesus said, when you give, so I'm going to say, when you give, number one, give reverently. We're not taking up an offering. We don't take up offerings here. We don't take an offering. It's an opportunity to worship with your giving. It's a worship experience. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. He said, honor the Lord with what you're bringing. So don't just say, well, I'm just going to just try to give a little something. Honor God with your wealth. You say, I don't have any wealth. If you got something, you got wealth. Somebody will trade places with you 
If you don't want what you got, somebody says, I'll take that. So whenever you get, honor God. So as I give, I say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me with what I have so that I have something to give. If you didn't give it to me, I wouldn't even have it to give. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. And when we give to other ministries, we, we send those out and we say, thank you, Lord, for blessing this church that we can be a blessing to others. Thank you, Father. We honor you with our giving. So the first thing, you want to give reverently. Secondly, you want to give systematically. Systematically. You want to plan on your giving because if you don't, you will say this. I don't know where my money went. You ever say that to yourself? I don't know where all my money went. Well, I don't say that because I know where it goes. You know, it goes where I send it. I tell my money where to go. And you got to tell your money where to go. If you don't, it's going somewhere. And then you're going to wonder, well, I don't know where, that, where my money went. I know where my money went and I tell my tithe where to go. I say, go over there and sit down and don't you move till I tell you. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.